What's up, Managing Madrid Podcast listeners? This is Keon Sabani coming at you from Liverpool. It is game day later on tonight. Real Madrid play at Anfield in the Champions League first leg round of 16 clash. And what you're about to listen to is a small clip taken from this weekend's preview podcast we did with the Anfield Wrap. That went up over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid. We're moving virtually everything to patreon.com slash managingmadrid. So you will get a couple free episodes per week, but we're going to be near daily now on Patreon. So if you wanted access to this in a timely fashion, just make sure you're a patron. And also if you want access to tonight's post-game show live on Zoom, where I will head back from Anfield to my Airbnb, hop on Zoom with Sid. We're going to log on and do a post-game breakdown, uh, a reaction to Rianz's performance and everything that happens at Anfield, and also take questions live on Zoom. So that's over on patreon.com slash managingmadrid. Enjoy the clip, enjoy tonight's game, and we'll see you after the game. So why don't we start from the top, Josh? What is happening? Can you give us, bring us up to speed about what, what is happening for you guys in the Premier League this season? What's going on? Oh, how long have you got? Um, I think when when you came on our podcast before, and by the way, if there are any people listening to this, I should also say that if you you don't have to sort of subscribe straight away, if there's Real Madrid fans listening who think, oh, why would I want Liverpool content? You can just download the Amphi Rap app. And once you set up an account on there, you'll get free tokens, which you can you can listen to to you know just me and Kian talking annually. Would you probably be able to spend uh, spend your tokens on one of our annual shows? So uh, yeah, that's that's a way of getting the content. But um, I mean, when you said on, on our show you run through the issues, it's 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 a long list of of issues at Real Madrid currently. And that's that's what it's felt like at, at Liverpool this season too. There's been a combination, you know, which is. I guess would be headlined by injuries, although Liverpool fans are probably not taken as kindly to injury issues this season as maybe they, they did two years ago during lockdown when, when Liverpool had the same injury issues because I think at that point most most people thought Liverpool should have learned, should have strengthened the squad more. They go out and sign Ibrahim Akanate after after that COVID season um, to sort of bolster the defensive ranks, make sure the same thing won't happen in, in, in defence. But that that season was the last time that Liverpool made a, a signing in midfield, which was Thiago Alcantara. Since then, they've not made a single midfield signing, and and it's it's showing. You know, Liverpool have a have an aging midfield, a midfield who have dipped in form from from the way they played last season. They, they played you know a lot of games last season. Go, you know going all the way in all competitions um, and only losing out in the in the Premier League and the Champions League in in the final games of, of both of those, which is clearly taken its toll physically because of the number of games played, taken its toll mentally to have, you know, sort of climbed the mountain and 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 just missed, you know, the two biggest prizes when when they've got to when they've got to the summit of the mountain. Um and as I say, that the 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 injuries and and the, and the transfer side of things has, has felt like a bit of a a bit of an overarching concern. Klopp has has tried to change things quite a lot. The system has, has switched, you know, week to week at, at some points as he tries to find the the right formula. But it, you know, if you watched the Everton game on on Monday, anybody who's listening to this, there was some sort of green shoots of, of recovery for Liverpool. Liverpool looked much more like themselves, but. Um, the problem is Liverpool have had a couple of those games this season that have, that have sort of felt a bit like like false dawns. It's 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 time now, really, and the onus is on on the manager and on the players to to prove that it's not just a, a one off win and to and to go out and put a run of form together. Yeah, I, I can kind of see the evolution on my end in some sense. Um, 
again, a, a much less informed opinion, obviously, and analysis than than you who watches the team and knows the team. Your life is to cover the team every day. Um, you know, just for by example, you know, I, I've been trying to watch every single Liverpool game since we drew you guys. The uh, game against Brentford, for example, the defense was so bad in that game. And also just the way you guys held on to the ball. But then you look at the game against Everton and there's a clear progress from from that game to this to the Everton game. And it seems like maybe some of the pieces are coming together for both teams. Like, as I mentioned to you, Real Madrid are kind of getting some stuff together, some momentum uh, heading into the tie. You guys also, in addition to the Everton game, correct me if I'm wrong, Van Dyke is going to be back for the Newcastle game this weekend. Luis Diaz is back in training. So from a health perspective, are you guys, can you guys, can you give an update there as well? Yeah. So, so Van Dyke would be, would be the big one, really. He, he was on the bench against Everton, but never made it onto the pitch. Um, for that game against Everton, we did get Diego Jota and Roberto Firmino back. Um, they they have both. Well, Firmino has probably been out for about eight weeks now. Um, Jota has been out for for months. He got injured in the win over Man City, which you know feels like years ago now because it was, as I say, a, a really good performance, which should have it should have been Liverpool going on to more. And I think they they conspired to lose the next game or maybe draw the next game, uh, if I remember rightly. So. Um, they've been without some some key players for a long time, and those those three players in particular are important because you know you referenced the the defense against against Brentford and, and how bad it was. It's, it's been like that for for so many games over the course of the season, and especially since Van Dijk's been injured, he he really is the sort of linchpin, I guess, that holds that entire defense together. So we're hoping it will be bolstered um, by by his return. Diogo Jota is is a crucial player for Liverpool because even though sometimes he's not wholly involved in Liverpool's play. Um, he's, he's not really the best passer of, of the ball. Um, he can be quite sloppy on, on, on the ball sometimes, but he's so good at just getting on the end of things. He's so good at, you know, winning headers and, and scoring first goals in games, which is which is so crucial because we've got players like Mo Salah and, and you know, Darwin Nunez, if, if you want to throw him in with a sort of patchy goal scoring record this season, but players who who can score goals in, in bunches, but generally they're not the first goal in games. It's, it's not that sort of one which breaks the deadlock. That's where Jota has, has been so important. And then, you know, I mentioned the switching of, of systems and Liverpool's identity. Firmino has, Firmino has been Liverpool's identity personified really for, for so many years now, and it shouldn't have really come to that this this season. Liverpool maybe should have done a bit more in, in previous seasons to make sure that he wasn't so important because he is you know, getting to it to an age where he's he's past his, his sort of prime years now. But he showed in in the first part of this season that even when Liverpool weren't performing well, he was still scoring goals, keeping Liverpool in games and generally contributing so much to the all-round play. So they're they're the three who are, you know, coming back to full fitness now and and three players who who are really crucial to Liverpool, especially, you know, time and wise, as as you say, clicking back into gear. It it feels like your defense has regressed. And I'm curious to know what about your your press. I mean, Klopp has been known as the 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 gagging pressing master, the guy like Liverpool win the ball high up the pitch. The numbers say your press isn't as um, aggressive or efficient as last year. So what what about like the defensive shape and 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 what's going on defensively? I don't know if you can you can speak to that. 
Yeah, it's, it, it's a tough one, really, in the sense that I think, you know, I, I, I ran through the list of problems before and a lot of these conversations come back to, to transfers. Ultimately, I, I referenced the amount of games that Liverpool played last season, but, you know, Liverpool had had a, had a huge squad last season to deal with a lot of that. I mean, two players who left in the summer were Divock Origi and Takumi Minamino, who played so much, particularly in the early rounds of the domestic cups, but then also featured in, in you know, later Premier League and, and Champions League games and made crucial contributions. We don't really have those players this season, partly because, you know, the front line has been has been wrecked by injury, but but also just because we don't we don't necessarily have those natural finishers and, and natural strikers to, to come off the bench. Liverpool's options up front are much more sort of versatile options now. Um th- there's been a few sort of I guess teething issues for 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 players, you know, like Darwin Nunez in more recent times, like Cody Gakpo, because we're having to teach them how to be a part of this Liverpool system, sort of on on the job, and I think there's been some there's been some struggles that have come with that in terms of shape, in terms of you know you you use the word efficiency of the press. I think that's that's sort of that would be the key for me really is that the press has been much less efficient than it than it was you know last season, particularly in, you know in Liverpool's in Liverpool's prime seasons. The season Liverpool in the league is is the one that we all look back to that spell before before the, the pandemic takes hold, Liverpool are, are basically playing perfect, you know, winning football and, and, and not perfect in the sense that they're blowing teams away, but they just made life so much difficult for, so much more difficult for opposition than they do these days. You know, they, they encourage opposition too much these days and that's because they don't press as well. They leave gaps. Um, the defence lapses too much in, in moments, makes too many mistakes. You know, the, the game against Wolves is is one that sticks out as, as probably being Liverpool's biggest horror show this season. But the, the tempo of it was set from early on. Joel Matip gets, gets the ball in a defensive position, tries to play a, a cross-field pass to Darwin Nunez, which is a bit of a Liverpool trademark, is play it back to the centre-back and, and play a long diagonal ball out and try and pick up the scraps from that. Um, and instead of it going to Nunez, he, he kicked it right at Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves took it down on his chest, controlled it, passed it forward, and Wolves had a you know a chance to score straight away. And then minutes later, Matip had scored an own goal, and that that sort of is Liverpool's season in a microcosm in terms of that defensive shape, in terms of you know not not picking up someone like Ruben Neves who's capitalising on a on a mistake, not breaking down that that counter attack with a counter press that that we've been so good at over the years, and and then the lapse in a defensive moment where Joel Matip let the ball run on, ends up scoring an own goal. Um, as I say, that 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 one goal pretty much summed up Liverpool's entire problem this season. But there's 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 many problems that feed into that. I think the one that most would would go back to is is the transfers and, and the lack of recruitment that Liverpool have 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 put in that's that's seen the squad age a little bit, seen Liverpool not evolve as as well as they probably should have done. You know, you mentioned the problems almost feeling like they're getting worse year on year is because Liverpool just haven't evolved as a side well enough from from the point that they won the league which sounds sounds ridiculous to say because we nearly did the unprecedented last year you know we're we're minutes away from um things being different in the premier league we're probably you know emmy martinez playing for aston villa away from winning the premier league um we're we're thibaut courtois not having the performance of his life in in paris away from from winning the champions league and i know these are all if buts or maybes but it shows you how close liverpool were to winning the lot that last season and would have all had to probably retired off the back of that but um there's just been too many problems this season and, and the problems that a lot of people have seen coming for a long time that that funnily enough like runs like last season almost paper over the cracks because everything just goes right in in in, in moments last season and everything has gone wrong in those moments this season